Yes, this lady had an issue of blood for last 12 years. She was an outcast. She spent all her money. She, not that she did not try to get her healing, but nobody could heal her. But Jesus said, this is my daughter. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to tell you, the same Jesus is ready to receive you. Do you know Jesus is ready to receive you? Maybe nobody else in this world want to love you. Nobody else in this world want to receive you. But this Jesus is ready to receive you. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why he came into this world. That's why the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. That's why he gave up his equality with God. That's why he gave up the worship of angels. That's why he gave up all the glory that he had in heaven and came down as a little baby in a manger and he was found covered with swaddling clothes. You know why? Because he can understand or he can understand the rejection that you face in your life today. He can understand the depth of your feelings today. And he is here to receive you. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast from Gateway Christian Center with our senior pastor, Dr. Sonny Phillip. We are in the New York City area at 502 North Central Avenue, Valley Stream, New York, 11580. Now get ready to be fed and be blessed. So, in Matthew chapter 1, the problem Joseph faced was this. Joseph was already engaged to marry, to get married with this young lady named Mary, who was a teenage girl at that time. Then all of a sudden, the Bible says, she was found with child. Which means, it reached the years of Joseph that your future wife is already pregnant. And it didn't, it didn't make any sense. To Joseph, how is it possible that we were not even married yet? So, so that created a dilemma for, for Joseph. So he had only a couple of choices. Actually, he had three choices. Number one, according to the law, Old Testament law, the law gave him the freedom to snitch on his future wife and say, hey, this girl did something wrong. I was supposed to get married with this girl, but look what she did. And he can bring her before the village, village elders and the elders can actually stone her to death according to the Old Testament law. It was allowed in the Old Testament law. The second uh, option he had was if you really loved this young lady, not to cause any harm for her and just walk away from her and uh, just act like whatever. You know, you suffer the consequence of whatever you did. And the third option he had was, if you really, really loved this young lady, to accept her still, accept her as his wife. But I don't know how many young men will do that. That's where Joseph was. That's where this message came from. Because Jesus, here is Jesus just conceived in his mother's womb and already facing rejection from his future earthly father. 
Verse 19, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 19 tells us that because Joseph really loved this girl, he didn't want to cause any harm to her, he didn't want to drag her before the village elders. So he decided to leave her alone. All he had to do was just move away. And uh, then Mary would have to bear the consequences of whatever happened to her. So immediately Jesus was being rejected, even when he was conceived. Not even when he was, I mean, not even before he was born. So he faced rejection. And you know what, what really popped up in my mind that morning, made me really emotional that, my, my, that morning, was that throughout his life he was facing rejection. We all know the story of the birth of Jesus. We read a portion of that today from the Gospel of Luke. When the baby was born, after baby Jesus was born, and, the, and, and or he was about to be born, he just wanted a place to be born. And when his mother went and knocked on the only inn that they had in that town, and said, can you give us a little room? My, my wife is about to deliver. We just give us a little privacy. They said, no, we don't have any room. All the wealthy people of this village has already, or this town has already booked all the rooms. And we cannot vacate any room for you. So when he was born, he was rejected. So can you imagine if you are a young mother, you are bringing forth your first child into this world, many of your mothers in this audience, and you are forced to deliver your first child wherever. The Bible does not exactly tell us where he was born. All we know is he was born somewhere. And then the mother covered him with the swaddling clothes and put him in a manger along with the animals. So when he was born, he was rejected. Then we continue to follow his first steps, continue to follow his story, and we come to Luke chapter 4, where he starts his public ministry at the age of 30. He, he is ready to start his public ministry. He's ready to start his mission on earth. And uh, he goes to the desert, fasts for 40 days, comes back with the tremendous power of the Holy Spirit, goes to the village where he grew up because he wanted to start his ministry in his hometown. Because these are people who really knew him. Amen. So he wanted to start his ministry in his hometown. But when he came to the village synagogue, he opened the Bible to Isaiah chapter 61. And he said, the anointing of the Lord is upon me. Amen. And, he, and as soon as he started saying that, people started looking at him and they thought that was just casually. It just happened because every, every Sabbath day they would read a portion from the scriptures or the scrolls as they would have it at that time. And then when he, when he started reading, they, people just thought, okay, this is the where they left last Sunday and he's just continuing or last Saturday and he's just continuing from last Saturday. But it was not. That was his mission statement. Look at this mission statement that he is saying. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set a liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable ear of the Lord. Basically, he was saying, this is what I am here for. 
I have a mission. I am starting my mission today. And this is going to be my mission. These are the things that I'm going to do for the next uh, three and a half years. Guess what? He was rejected. Again. He was rejected again. Because when he started explaining to the folks in that village synagogue what God was about to do in the community, they all got offended. And he was rejected. And throughout his public ministry, we can see he was rejected again and again and again and again and again. The people who, whom he came to serve rejected him. The Bible tells us he came unto his own and they did not receive him. And he came, went around through Judea and Galilee and, and did a lot of good, healed a lot of people, healed a lot of lepers, opened a lot of blind eyes, allowed a lot of lame men to walk, even brought dead people back to life. But how many of them were there at the end of his life? When he gave or when he fed 5,000 people with five loaves, and two fishes, all of them were happy. But how many of them were there at the time of his death? He healed a lot of lepers during his public ministry. How many of them were there at the time of his death? He healed many blind men. How many of them were there? You can see that all these people who enjoyed his goodness, enjoyed the, the, benev the benevolence of his heart, rejected him rejected him and you know finally they had one final opportunity to receive him that was before Pilate as Pilate uh, interrogated him he realized that this man has done nothing wrong so he brought Jesus out and said behold your king receive your king they said no 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 we don't want this man as our king they yelled at the top of their voice and said, Only Caesar is our king. The very last opportunity to receive Jesus. But they rejected him. So Pilate said, Then what should I do with this man? They said, Crucify him, crucify him. And we know that Pilate said, I don't want any part in it. And he handed, them, handed him over to be crucified. So can you imagine, you know, Years ago, ages ago, you are set apart as the Lamb of God to come into this world to save mankind from their sins. That's why his name was called Jesus. But when finally you come to do that, to benefit mankind, to save man from his sin, save all of us from our sins, none of us want him. Can you imagine a life story like that? But I want you to know that that's only half the story though. Because this man went through this again and again and again, experienced this again and again and again in his life. You know what he did? He made his business to accept everyone. Hello? I want you to listen to me. This man who was rejected, amen, even before he was born, Amen. By his earthly father. He started by his earthly father. Then the angel had to intervene in the life of Joseph and said, no, no, no. It's not what you think. This is, a, this is a divine being in her womb. So receive her. 
And finally he received her and became his earthly father. But that process of rejection that started in his mother's womb continued until the moment of his death. But the same person, instead of revolting, instead of getting bitter, made it his business to receive everyone. Are you with me? In that generation, lepers were not allowed to live in the community because leprosy was a contagious disease. So they had to go outside of the community and, uh, and, and live outside the community. But in the Gospels, we see many times Jesus healing lepers. What does that tell you? What does that tell me? That he went out of his way outside of the community where the leper's colony was so that the lepers can come near him. Why? Because lepers were a group of people rejected by men just like him. So he made it his business to receive them. Hallelujah. Amen. We read about a woman with the issue of blood. And if somebody had an issue of blood, according to the book of Leviticus, they were unclean. And they also had to live away from the community. So she was living in the sepulchre. She, had to, she couldn't come back into the community. And then she heard that uh, Jesus is passing by. We know the story. She dared to walk, draw closer to him and touch the hem of his garment and receive her healing. But you know when Jesus turned around, Jesus did not scold her. Jesus did not tell her, how dare you? Don't you know that I am a rabbi? Don't you know that you have made me unclean? You know, Jesus did not scold her. Do you know why? Because when you are truly holy, when somebody with sin touches you, you don't become unholy. Oh, you didn't get that. If you are truly a holy being, when somebody who is unholy touches you, you don't become unholy. You only make them holy. Hallelujah. So the moment this woman touched Jesus Christ, she did not transfer anything to Jesus Christ, but Jesus transferred something into her life. Amen. And later on she said, the moment I touch the garment, the hem of the garment, your hem of your garment, I received my healing. Why? Because Jesus himself said, immediately testified about that incident and said, I sense power flowing out of me into somebody. Jesus didn't reject her. Amen. Jesus accepted her. You know the story of the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman as we call her today. In Gospel of John chapter 4. She was sitting all alone in the midday sun by a well. You know why? Because she was an outcast in her village. Because she had already divorced five times. And she was sleeping with the sixth man at that time. So nobody in the village wanted to say hello to her. But you do, do you know what Jesus did? At the beginning of that chapter, Jesus told his disciples, I need to go through Samaria. I need to go through Samaria. Why, Jesus? Why do you need to go through Samaria? Because I have a mission. I already declared what is my mission. And I need to fulfill my mission. And guess what? When, when Jesus approached that well, which was originally dug by Jacob thousands of years ago. 
this woman had not come to the well yet. Can you imagine son of God sitting at a well for a long time waiting for you to show up and you are somebody whom nobody wants. Think about Jesus for a minute tonight. Son of God sitting at a well sending his disciples away knowing that they are very prejudiced sending them away and sending them to a market or something and just sitting there waiting for you to show up because he has a mission for your life and you know how that story ended Jesus restored her Jesus restored her and I have said from this many times when Jesus really wanted to receive you he used to play a psychological game on his generation because you see when you are a rabbi only very limited number of people are allowed to touch you your wife is allowed to touch you your daughters are allowed to touch you no other woman is allowed to touch you so when these people came into the picture Jesus changed their status immediately by calling them daughter 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 in other words, in front of the public, he said, this is my daughter. She can touch me. Yes, she may have divorced five times, maybe living with the six men, but she's my daughter. Yes, this lady had an issue of blood for the last 12 years. She was an outcast. She spent all her money. She, not that she did not try to get her healing, but nobody could heal her. But Jesus said, this is my daughter. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to tell you, the same Jesus is ready to receive you. Do you know Jesus is ready to receive you? Maybe nobody else in this world want to love you. Nobody else in this world want to receive you. But this Jesus is ready to receive you. Hallelujah. That's why he came into this world. That's why the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. That's why he gave up his equality with God. That's why he gave up the worship of angels. That's why he gave up all the glory that he had in heaven and came down as a little baby in a manger and he was found covered with swaddling clothes. You know why? Because he can understand or he can understand the rejection that you face in your life today. He can understand the depth of your feelings today. And he is here to receive you. He's here to receive you. We live in a broken generation. I'm not planning to preach a long message today. We live in a broken generation. We know that so many children don't know their fathers. Amen. Unfortunately, many young men make young ladies pregnant and disappear. And this, many children grow up never, having never seen their father. But you want to know something? That sense of rejection that you have in your heart is the same sense of rejection that Jesus experienced. Not just at a mental level, in his life that he experienced when he walked on earth. Do you remember that uh, episode in Fresh Prince in Bel Air? Where 
you know, he, um, what is, what is the, I forgot the character's name. <laughs> That's not in my, huh? Will Smith, Will Smith. Will Smith, is that the same? Yeah, I think it's the same name in the show too. Okay, remember in one episode when his father finally showed up for a few minutes and then the father left again after giving him all the promise, left again. And that question that came from the young man has always stuck with me. You know, that question was, how come he don't want me? You know, only people who have gone through rejection do understand the sting of that feeling, that, that, that insatiable desire that you have. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish my dad would come for me. I wish my mom would come for me. I wish these people will accept me. My family will accept me. I wish, I wish, I wish. Guess what? That's not a mental you know, admission on the life of Jesus. That was a physical reality in the life of Jesus. This Jesus who was rejected from his conception up to his death is ready to receive you tonight. In fact, he said, uh, all who labor and heavy laden come unto me. I'll give you rest. Again, he said, I will in no way cast out anyone who comes unto me. He did not put any other qualifiers there. Anyone who come unto me, I will in no way cast out. This Jesus is ready to receive you. Would you mind to close your eyes with me for a minute? All over this place. I want you to think about the love of Jesus for a moment. If you never fully understood it, I invite you tonight to come to Jesus and try to follow that love that showed up, that perfect love of God that showed up as a human being in Jesus. That's why John declared in chapter 3 and verse 16, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we may be called the sons of God. He's ready to change your status tonight. You're no longer an unwanted person. You're no longer a rejected person. You don't longer have to question yourself. There is somebody ready to receive you, somebody ready to embrace you. And say, come unto me. Tonight he says, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you're willing to open your heart, I'm ready to come in. Can I ask you, is there anyone who wants to invite Jesus in tonight? Anyone who wants to invite Jesus in tonight? If you would like to invite Jesus into your life, just slip up your hands wherever you are seated and I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Anyone else? If you never accepted Jesus Christ into your life, thank you. Anyone else? Invite Jesus into your heart. Knowing that he understands you. Knowing that he understands the depth of your feelings. Knowing that he's ready to receive you and to be the Lord of your life. Forever change you. Because from that moment on, 
you are not an unwanted person you are not an, a forgotten person you are a child of god your name is written in the lamb's book of life and you are destined for eternity to spend with jesus christ hallelujah hallelujah let's close our eyes let's pray father god i thank you for the hands that went up tonight oh lord lord jesus this night when we celebrate your birth help us to fully realize what was your situation when you came into this world like an unwanted child <laughs> son of god the object of worship of millions of angels coming as a forgotten child as a forlorn child found in a manger swaddled in in in, in covered with swaddling clothes <laughs> Nobody to declare your arrival. So heaven had to make that declaration. Heaven had to send an angel to make that declaration to man. Lord Jesus, you went through all of that. You lowered yourself. The one who was equal with God came up to our level and even lower so that we can become sons and daughters of God. We thank you for the love that showed up as a baby in a manger on Christmas morning. As we meditate, continue to meditate on your love this season. Let it blossom in our heart, oh Father. Fill our hearts with your love in response to you, Lord. Because you loved us first. You loved us first. Long before we even knew about you, you loved us. And you went through all of this out of that love. We thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We humble ourselves tonight before you, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for the people who have invited you into their hearts tonight, oh Father. And I, I pray, Lord, that from this moment on, that you undergird their spiritual journey, oh Father. Take care of them, oh God. Lead them according to your plans for their lives, oh Father. And I pray, Father, that, uh, that they are destined to live an eternity with you. And help them to live in the light of that hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.